Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the CEO with Avraham Gatile. Today, I'd like to introduce you to a very special guest. He's the founder and CEO of SciTrue, a company that leverages natural language processing, artificial intelligence, and machine learning to substantially reduce the time it takes for a healthcare expert to identify what is clinically or administratively relevant within a medical record. As part of this discussion, we will share how their partnership with Microsoft, their use of Azure, and the Azure Marketplace have empowered them to scale and grow their business. It is my pleasure to welcome Kyle Silvestro. Welcome, Kyle. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure having you here, Kyle. So, Kyle, we're currently in the midst of the global COVID-19 pandemic where healthcare providers and payers are experiencing an exponential increase in their workload. The ramification of this increase will be a proportionate exponential increase in the amount of data that will be generated. How are insurance companies digitizing the billions of new healthcare records in order to convert them into useful data? So a lot of organizations today are, are still getting information in the way of uh, an image. So images have to go kind of through a process to be converted to text. Once they're converted to text, they then have to be turned into knowledge. So organizations are applying uh, different machine learning, AI, and natural language processing to this data to take documents and convert those in near real time to data to drive downstream outcomes um, and analytics. Right now, um, healthcare workers create a piece of paper. So you go into a healthcare office and somebody types on a computer. Today, we generate about 4 billion of those documents. So think of it as a Microsoft Word um, document. If you were to look at the totality of that, that really means if you were to take those 4 billion documents and actually stack them up on a side, you can drive for two hours before you get to the end of those documents. And that's how much data is created in healthcare today. And that's besides the COVID-19 related data. As you think about COVID, you have organizations that are going to be generating four to six X more, much more data. And now this data is going to be generated, not over the period of a year, it's going to be generated in the period of months. So, Really, the question is, how do you handle this incoming influx of information? And, you know, the challenge today is you can't give it to individuals to read. So you have to be able to use a technology to, be, to go through that data and extract knowledge to be able to drive downstream outcomes to really benefit a, a crisis like this. I like the way you explained that because, uh, you know, there are so many x-rays and, and MRIs, and that's the data which needs to be converted into searchable text. And then just because you have text doesn't mean that you can get what you want. So then you've got to convert that into information, like you said. That's correct. And as you see, the challenges that World Health Organizations are having is accumulating this information because you have small research bodies that can only read so fast and only read so much. And so we're getting numbers. We get numbers based on small cohorts of studies rather than hundreds of thousands of studies that are coming in, we're able to look at longitudinal data or data across the patient population to be able to really start driving key insights um, that can benefit researchers, pharmaceutical companies, World Health Organizations, and the public uh, in general. And so we started talking about the insurance companies. I could imagine, you know, they're going through these challenges. What can they do about it? Well, first, you have to get a baseline model. So this is so new. Everybody's reacting in real time. So how do you create a 
analytic model of your population where you can now take the risk factors that are being presented you know, across different age groups, such as certain medications or certain diseases or comorbidities that are more likely to cause people to fall into injury um, or potentially even a worse outcome. So organizations can start by mining existing records, stratifying those patients and identifying those that are most at risk based upon the current known data points. And furthermore, you're gonna to need to build analytical models in order to establish baseline for what care is actually true, um, unfortunately, versus what is false. Because as we've seen in times of crisis, people take advantage of opportunity. And unfortunately, we've seen um, after 9-11 and after some other crises, large increases in fraud. Um, so health insurance companies also need to protect themselves um, from bad actors in the system. For sure. So uh, your company, SciTrue, recently launched a new offering on the Microsoft Azure marketplace called SciHealth. So tell us a little bit about it and how it addresses some of these challenges we just discussed. We launched a solution that I was planning on talking about, but I'm going to shift a little bit of a focus because what we've done is we've launched a free offer um, to help address this problem specifically around COVID. Um, we do have a commercial offering, but I think right now it's in the public interest to try to be able to do some good. So our data science teams have put together COVID extractions to be able to enable organizations, specifically World Health Organizations, um, like New York to City, Department of Health, and other Department of Health agencies for free, the ability to get clinical data, clinical documents into our system and be able to create a retrospective analysis of the populations that they're seeing. Thus, hopefully leading to more insights into this uh, terrible virus and how we might actually defeat it and potentially accelerate that progress. Well, thank you. As you can see from looking right behind me, I, I'm, I'm in New York. Uh, in, in the epicenter, and yes, it's been a disaster over here. So that's wonderful that we have technology like this. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how it works? How, how would these companies use this uh, solution? So what we have is a, a service that's available um, that where you're gonna be able to submit data into our platform. Um, this data can be in the form of a potentially a PDF or a, a unstructured document like a Microsoft Word file. Uh, you're going to be able to submit that information in. We're going to process that data. It can be any type of healthcare document, discharge summary, HMP, nursing note, consult note, surgical note, radiology note, um, any variety that you're going to find along the continuum of care. We're going to be able to process that data um, quickly and return results back to you that are accurate and usable. Uh, that data can then be updated in your current models and shared with your research teams in order to try to make an impact into your local communities and hopefully share broad, more broadly with uh, both regional health authorities and organizations in the United States like the CDC. And who would be the ones collecting this data? Um, a variety of organizations right, are putting together consorted efforts in order to try to address this problem. It seems like there's a great public and private partnership mix that's forming here. And there are various bodies, but I think it's uh, you know pharmaceutical organizations. It's hospitals that are looking to see if they have populations that might benefit from clinical trials. It's organizations that are potentially running clinical trials that might be looking at automated versus event reporting. This is really a multifaceted problem 
where you first have to be able to get data ingested in and then be able to publish it to the appropriate sources depending on the actions that they're trying to take. So we have you know, frontline personnel that are gonna need to have potentially diagnostic information. We have backline researchers that are gonna need retrospective data. Um, and there's uh, items everywhere in between um, that actually drive value into the system that I think will, will benefit society as a whole and you know, hopefully save lives and uh, you know, shorten the time that we're dealing with this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a big part of the problem over here in New York, at least, has been collecting the data. There aren't enough tests available. Um, and then once you get the tests, I've heard there were problems with certain tests as well. And then once they get uploaded, where, you know, who sees this uh, information? Where does it get uploaded? So the fact that you have this structure around it, uh, that can certainly help a lot. You have to have a platform to be able to aggregate the data. Um, you know, at SciTree, we're really, really not on the front end of the data collection. We're really looking at the retrospective nature of, of what we can deliver to, to the communities. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of diagnostics on the front end that are needed to determine diagnosis. But, you know, once diagnosis is given, um, that's really where, you know, the, the timelines need to start both uh, post and pre-diagnosis in order to track that patient, you know, along their continuum. And if you can collect every data point along that way and make it easy and seamless um, to collect that information, you're going to drive real value to the community. Um, you're going to drive real value to the researchers, you're going to drive real value to patients, because you're going to be able to not only help them with uh, understanding their true risks as, as an individual, but also help them manage those uh, conditions as they go forward. How would a healthcare organization use your solution with Azure? So... Uh, Healthcare organizations are now have uh, more data flowing into them than they probably can handle. If you look at the number of telehealth visits that are now occurring on a, a national level, most of those telehealth visits are not necessarily directly connected uh, with an electronic medical record. What happens is a, a visit takes place and then the patient and then typically the primary care doctor would get a Microsoft Word document or get a PDF. So all of a sudden we're now having hundreds of thousands of these visits that are flowing in that are outside of our quote unquote electronic medical record. So how do you now accumulate this data? How do you turn it into information, right? How do you accumulate the documents and turn it into information that can then be shared back with the EMR and shared back with other bodies? And that's really the platform that we have. And as we also leverage Azure, you know, they have in place, you know, the additional infrastructure to be able to tie really key pieces together so you can maintain HIPAA compliancy, you know, along the whole way. How can customers find out more about the SciHealth solution and procure it through the Azure marketplace? So they can always go to www.scitrue.com or you can go to the Azure marketplace and search SciHealth, S-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H or COVID-19 and you'll be able to find our solutions there. Perfect. Kyle, how has partnering with Microsoft helped SciTrue scale and grow your business? You know, they've been a, an unbelievable partner. Um, they, they've been supportive. They've been collaborative. Uh, they honestly have been everything that you can hope for a partner to be. Um, we've had some other experiences that weren't as positive. Um, this is just uh, meeting all expectations and exceeding them. 
So Kyle, how can people find out more about Microsoft partnership opportunities for healthcare partners? They can send an email to healthcareindexp at microsoft.com. So healthcare industry experience, both shortened at microsoft.com. Awesome. And how do people connect with you? They can connect with me on LinkedIn. So they can search for me by my first name and last name. So Kyle Silvestro. We have two different Twitter handles. One is at clinical NLP and the other is at SciTrue Inc. Great. And I'll publish all that to the show notes and people can just easily look that up and get right to you. Perfect. Kyle, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience? You know, we've had a really a true proliferation of uh, users on the internet over the last, you know, decade or so. So right now we have about 4.5 billion people that are on the internet, which means uh, a fair amount of those folks are actually at home and, and somewhat sequestered. So we have a, an infinite number of, bra of brain power that's available to us on a global basis to be able to fight this problem. If we can enable really uh, the digitization of, of healthcare documents and the data, this global brain pool really has an ability to uh, make a significant impact into what we're dealing with right now. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, the outcomes that can occur and um, all of the creative thinking that's uh, currently taking place across the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully we nail this soon. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.